Everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Late to the Race with myself and Daryl Kneda. I decided to start this podcast last week when I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race for the first time, hence the name Late to the Race. Now, throughout these podcasts and all these shows, I will be making mistakes because at times I'm not 100% sure who I'm talking about or what is actually happening in the episodes and for that I'm I'm claiming disability. I am um, I'm using my disability card here and right now so if anything goes wrong you can't blame me because if you do you're against blind people. <laughs> no but in all seriousness not being able to see what happens in the shows is actually it's um it is different when it comes to this because I do believe that it really shows that how you feel about yourself and loving yourself really, really is more important than the visual aspect of everything. And as RuPaul says in every episode, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Okay, so how this podcast is going to work is I have been watching the program and I take notes as it's going along. But as well, when it comes to certain scenes that I have to react to straight away, I have recorded little bits, which I'll add in. And you'll know those are coming up by this sound. And when you hear it, you will know that there's going to be a slight break. I'm going to make a comment about whatever the scene was and why it shocked me. Or like, it doesn't have to be shock. It just it can simply be joy, laughter, humor, sheer and utter enjoyment. And each episode won't have these, but there will be in most episodes. And oh, oh. hello, Hanson. Uh, I'm not sure if you can hear in the background, uh, my co-host, my silent co-host has decided to join us and that is my guide dog, Hanson, who will be making cameos throughout throughout episodes. I will actually throw some photos of him up on the Twitter page and actually, now that I, now that I think about it, if you have any comments or any questions you want, um, just want to leave, you can go to the, tw- the Twitter page at Late to the Race and um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll try and answer your questions, your queries. You know, a few requests, you never know. But um, I suppose we better better start the first episode. Episode 1, Season 1. Drag on a Dime. So the first episode starts off with RuPaul telling us all about the show and just in, just that there's going to be nine contestants. And I'm going to kind of skip past all of that because I'm lazy and a big chunk of that is a few future episode scenes which are absolutely brilliant but we will be getting to those in each um, each episode respectively so I'm going to skip forward straight to the introductions where all the contestants tell us about themselves and stuff now I know that each reality show has this kind of section where you get to know where the contestants come from, who they are. But I really like this in this show because you get to know what the contestants think of themselves and who they are. And I won't go through each individual um, each individual con- uh, contestant because, as I, said, as I said earlier, I'm a bit lazy. No, but um, a few there were a few comments and messages which really did stand out through the introductions. Um... 
few of those were Victoria Porkchop Parkers, where she said that she actually feels that Victoria can get away with things which Victor cannot. And I actually really like this because it's clear that as Victoria, she's really comfortable and she she's herself. And I really like that part of that about it. We had <laughs> we had, we had Akasha's lovely comment of when she saw Chanel, and her lovely comment was, "Oh, another skank with her butt hanging out." I thought I would be the only one with my butt hanging out. But I think my favorite comment of all actually came from Bibi, and that was that she told that she said, and she told us that all the girls were stunning. What I liked about this is that that was the very first overall compliment which any of the contestants gave. And I'm not saying that all the girls were like saying bad things or anything like that, but I, I really, really like this about, about Phoebe, that she just, the first thing she said was that all the other girls were absolutely stunning. After this, RuPaul told everyone that they're going to be kicking straight off with the very first challenge, and that was the car wash. And this is where we get introduced to Mike Ruiz for the very first time, uh, who will be coming up again later in this show. This challenge was really good because it really let us see how comfortable each contestant was with their bodies and how she would react in spur-the-moment situations. Now we're going to come to the very first person and kind of I'm not 100% sure who this is at the moment because I think it's Tammy, Tammy Brown, but I'm, like I said, not 100% sure. Uh, so I don't want to make any comments on that just in case I'm wrong. So we're going to skip straight to the second person who was Chanel. I laughed straight away because the very first thing that RuPaul says was, you forgot the back of your outfit. <laughs> to, which <re> which <laughs> to which Chanel replied, it was half off. I laughed so much at this. She really enjoyed the challenge and really got into it. The next person I'm going to talk about was is Victoria Porkchop Parker, and I absolutely love Porkchop. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely love the noise she made when she was giving her description about the challenge. I'm not even going to try try and imitate it because I will not do it justice. I will not do it justice. She was all she was just like Chanel. She also got really into it, and as she started washing. Started actually washing the male model, and actually started washing the male models as well, which was absolutely hilarious because ah, uh, I just, I just really love, I just really love pork chop. I think it's fair to say that most of the girls really enjoyed and got into this challenge, um, and even when it comes to Nina, <clears throat> and even when it comes to Nina Flowers, RuPaul said that I believe we have our cover. The only person who didn't seem to enjoy it was our lovely friend Akasha. It was it's fair to say that she was pissed off with this entire challenge. And even Mike, Mike Ruiz was saying, was actually laughing when he was saying this. And her quote of this challenge was, was my vagina got wet. The show then goes on to kind of have a bit of a break from the challenge to, to talk about Akasha. And what the Arista guards think about her. And it's clear to see that she's starting to be a bit of a shock factor. The girls have a lot to say about her. Including Victoria who says that she's just very childish. Back to the challenge. And Angina is up next. Sorry. Angina is up next. And just like everyone else. She 
<clears throat> well, beside the beside the kasha, she really did enjoy the challenge and really got into it as well. <clears throat> so after the challenge, everyone got to see each other out of drag for the very first time, and of all the of all the girls, Nina was the biggest shock to everyone. Uh, <laughs> was the biggest shock to everyone in terms of how different how different she was out of drag as she's in drag and victoria as victoria herself said she looks like a dude which is <laughs> um which I, I don't really know what to make of that really to be honest um i think i'm gonna have to do like a dara's favorite quote section because <laughs> when they were talking about tammy i'm not sure who, who exactly said it but the line was Tem his bushy eyebrows. You just want to take a weed whacker to them, and I, once again, I absolutely wet myself laughing at this. <laughs> um, um, one, of the, one of the girls just asked Rebecca um, about her lips, whether they, whether whether she had them done, uh, because all the girls are wondering. And Rebecca comes back with, uh, "No, uh, my lips and my nose are are all real." No one mentioned your nose, hun. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, I just, I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm gas. Oh. It's now time for the big, the big challenge of the episode, and that's actually Dragon of Dime, which is the title of the show, this of the show, of the episode, the show, the title of the show is RuPaul's Drag Race. Dara, you're a bit drunk, I think. Basically, they have to, they have to use a whole bunch of crap to show who they are. Their hair, heels, and makeup is all... <clears throat> their hair, he... What the fuck? Their hair, heels, and hair... Oh, that's hard to say. Their hair, heels... Why can't I say this? Their hair, heels, and underwear is their own. And makeup was all supplied by MAC. So, you know, that's a little good. There's no need to be, like, wearing someone else's underwear. Damn. <laughs> so RuPaul wants wants their outfit to scream you. I like this idea of a challenge because who you are should always shine past your clothes. That's just my that's just my opinion. I could be right, I could be wrong. Who knows? The four aspects which RuPaul is looking for in this challenge, and most challenges to be all honest, are charisma, uniqueness, Nerve and talent. <laughs> Gentlemen, start your engines and may the best woman win. Now, I've absolutely no idea what's going on, but it sounds like an absolute free-for-all. So I'm pretty sure everyone's kind of just diving in and trying to catch and get whatever crap they can get their hands on to try and make their outfits. Nina Flower says that everyone switches from being nice to I don't care what you're doing right now. Victoria really isn't feeling comfortable in this challenge because she's not used to putting clothes together by hand. So I think this really defines the word challenge in terms of this. So she actually described it really well by saying that no one said anything for about 20 minutes because I think even though she was finding it hard, I think everyone was kind of out of their comfort zone here and a bit a bit worried. So, you know... It, it's the show is doing exactly what what it's meant to is kind of pushing pushing all the girls to their limits. Everyone really was out of their comfort zone. <laughs> okay, so the girls 
are talking to Victoria about what it was like when she started off. And she started off in the late 80s. And she goes on to tell them that things weren't good back then. And so it was, it was, it was harder and like for obvious reasons. And she goes on to say. And she goes on to say that she was shot at. Like what the fuck? Like what the actual fuck? Like I don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to be naive. I do know that transphobia and homophobia are real things. They still are to this day. But seriously. Shot at. Like. What part of your mind do you. Well what. what, Firstly have a gun. Secondly when you're driving, driving past someone. Just go like. Oh look. Bang. I, I just really can't understand the the logic. There actually is no logic. Just, I can't understand the mindset of someone who could honestly do that. Um, I, seriously, I, I just don't know. Um, I just don't know. RuPaul pops in now, doing a bit of a check-in to see how everyone's getting on. And she seems to be loving most people's ideas and kind of giving hints and kind of encouragement to other girls. Ru is really happy with Jade's outfit. But she just wants her to put a bit more effort into her makeup and kind of encourages her to just go outside her comfort zone with it. With it. Angina, once, Angina, once again, very creative. I'm not sure who exactly Ru is talking to right now, but Ru <laughs> states that they enjoy showing the back door and it comes up with the quote, you have to use the skills to pay the bills. Once again, piss myself laughing at this. I think it was I think it was Chanel. I could be wrong. Um, I'm going to claim disability here and use my disability card and say I'm blind. Um, I really felt sorry for Rebecca actually in this challenge because she, she actually felt like a bit of a failure because she she just wasn't. She wasn't comfortable with the challenge and Ruth said herself that it just seems like everything was taken off the hanger and she just didn't put any effort into it. So I kind of felt sorry for Rebecca, actually. So it's time to make Rue proud and don't fuck it up. It's time for a fashion show where the girls will be showing off their new outfits. I won't lie, from this part on, I, um, I, I really don't know what's going on i'm only i'm really judging by what the judges say oh yeah there's there's judges in a second and what the girls think of their own outfits i have no idea what they're exactly wearing so it's a bit difficult at times what this part of the challenge also taught me is that i know nothing about the drag world in all honesty i know nothing (laughs) like they have they have two. They have two special judges today. They have two regulars and two specials on every show, and the two specials today. One of them was Mike Ruiz, who was the photographer from, from earlier on, and Bob Mackey. Now I have no idea who Bob Mackey actually is, and I know um, a good podcaster would have done his research before recording, but I I didn't want to lie and pretend I knew who it was. So what I'm going to do is re- research all this kind of stuff after each show after each podcast and then have a what Dara learned today section on the following podcast so it won't be on this podcast but it will be on the next podcast if that makes sense well if that makes sense I actually don't know because I, I rarely make any sense I won't lie I'm a bit, a bit of a dope bit of a dope 
Even though Nina was really comfortable and confident with her clothes, she wasn't 100% sure whether other people would be comfortable with her style. And as far as I'm concerned, you do you. That it's The whole point of this challenge was to show who you are and she really did as far as I'm concerned because she's confident and if you're confident, that's who you are. And if it, people don't like it, tough. Jesus, Dara, that was very, that was very aggressive. I think, I think the heat and the sound booth is getting to you. It's fair to say that Porkchop really struggled here. She, as we know from the earlier part of the challenge, she was not comfortable with making her own clothes. And she really hates her outfit. But in fairness to her, she worked with what she has and she made the best of a bad situation. Lads, I absolutely love, I know, I'm absolutely in love with Porkchop. Pull yourself together, Dara. Christ. Despite feeling like a failure after Rue's comments earlier on, Rebecca really pulled together and was delighted with her outfit. Failing doesn't mean you have to give up, but giving up does mean you failed. And Rebecca really proved this. She she took what Rue said. It wasn't the greatest thing, but she turned it around and she made it herself. Like she she pulled it together and I'm so I'm really happy. I'm really happy for Rebecca. Next up, Tammy Brown. And I'm sorry, but um I I keep forgetting Tammy's actually in this. I know that sounds like a bit of a it's not like a bit of a dick for saying that, but um I, I just I just keep forgetting she's there. And also just a bit of a recall to earlier on in the show of the the, the program, not the podcast show, because I actually forgot to mention this earlier on. Tammy in her introduction said that she's Tammy with an IE. Um <clears throat> Sorry now, but how else do you spell Tammy? Um, not a great speller myself, but um, I'm pretty sure Tammy's always spelled with an IE. Could be wrong. I am a bit. I've been known to be a bit slow sometimes, but um, just found it to be a bit of a pointless bit of information. Kind of like the comment I'm making right now. Moving on. Actually, I've also realised that I've actually got no. I've got no comments under Tammy's section of these notes, which means that not only. Have I forgotten her? I've actually forgotten to write notes about her. That's a little embarrassing. So it's time for the judges' comments. Um, some of these very good, some funny, some a bit mean. The mean one I thought was when Merle was on about Angina's name. And it really sounded like she was taking the piss out of it because she said it so sounds like it's somewhere between a heart attack and a yeast infection. She then goes on though to say that once she saw the outfit, she could understand the name. That doesn't really negate what you said earlier on. Just because you're saying, oh, I understand her name now, doesn't mean you don't still think it's somewhere between a heart attack and a yeast infection. Just saying. Lads, I'm getting really bitchy. I think the, like, the heat is really getting to me. <laughs> so this is what heat feels like. Irish people aren't built for heat. Sweat? What sweat? Christ. Bit of bit of conflict bit of conflict here in opinions because even though Rebecca was really happy with her outfit, the judges weren't really happy with her outfit after all. Um but I suppose, like I said, it's all about how you feel about yourself. I'm not really sure who said this about Victoria, but they said she looked like a football field. Don't really understand that comment myself. Um, 
she she really didn't get um the nicest of comments from people, including Santino, who said the whole thing looks like a double stuffed Oreo. Bit harsh there, don't you think, love? It's a bit harsh. Surprise, surprise, Akasha is not liking what they're saying. The judges are not happy with her outfit and she's taking none of it. Santino even goes as far to say that she looks like she's ready to give a $20 hand job. If you want to say someone looks like a prostitute, just say it. Don't beat around the bush. <laughs> around the bush. Rue does come back with the response, that's not always a bad thing. All the judges are really loving Nina's style. Rue wants to see the flowers in Flores, though besides that, all good comments all around. After this, all the judges go into the back room to discuss what they think of each contestant in private. Couldn't stop laughing when the, the second Rebecca's name came up, Rue was like, can you believe that nose? Like, I think that really says it all about, about Rebecca's nose. All the judges pretty much agree that she needs to take more risks and that being beautiful just isn't enough. She needs to figure out what she wants to do with her body. I have one word for you, tragic, and that's exactly how they described Akasha when it came to this challenge. They said straight out that she has loads of potential, but she's just so angry. And I, and I think it's fair to say, even from the very beginning of the show, that her, ang her, like, her attitude is really showing. And even as I said at the very start of this podcast, the girls themselves were seeing her as a bit of a shock factor. Besides wondering whether Nina could pull off a softer side, the judges really, really love Nina. They they love what she did. They they just I think they just love her all around. Except for as I said, they just want to know if she can portray a slightly softer side. But if that's not Nina, that's that's just not Nina. Like she can't forcibly change herself. After discussing each contestant, Rue asked the judges, do you know who you'll be sending home? To which the judges respond, yes. But Rue then informs them that no, they don't, because everything is down to her. Rue is in control. I don't think I need to inform anyone that Nina won the challenge after all the positivity that the judges sent her way throughout all the challenges. But uh, yeah, she won. <laughs> Which means she also has immunity from the next challenge. So that's good. You know, bit of a safety net. It's better than a hairnet. Victoria and Akasha are the two girls left standing. And there's only one way to find out who's going to stay until next week's show. And that's a lip sync. Unfortunately, Porkchop did not make the cut and had to sashay away. <laughs> Why Porkchop? Why? And Akasha got to stay to fight another day. Oh, I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. But I do think that Akasha got a bit of a shock. A bit of a fright. Being in the bottom two. So she's going to bring it better. For next week. And each challenge from here on out. Even though Victoria was the first to be voted out. She was delighted to get the opportunity to participate in the competition. And stated that she was lucky. Because she got picked for the top nine out of thousands. I really don't know what to say. Because I absolutely love Porkchop. And I really did think that she would go further in this show. Um, 
But alas, she had to sashay away. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Late to the Race with myself, Daryl Kaneda. I do apologise for the lack of detailed information of about the girls and situations that are that are happening in the show. And I hope to improve the layout of the podcast week on week. And hopefully in the future, I'll be able to get a co-host and we'll be able to discuss and debate each situation that's going on in the competition. Um, but unfortunately, um, I didn't want to mention it, but uh, coronavirus is kind of putting a bit of a damper on the whole co-host situation. Until next time, salon and don't fuck it up. Yeah.